Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Pastor Fidel Nyaikuri. Pastor Fidel is the Associate Pastor at Grace Point Church. Hello everyone, I greet you all in the name of Christ. Praised be to God. It's wonderful again to meet here on Tafakari Tuesday. Here we think about what matters most to us as believers. We're here to grow together in our thinking to be more and more biblical. Today we think about the statement in the Lord's Prayer, Thy Kingdom Come. We want to engage on this and ask why we have to pray this way and the importance of doing so. Karipuni sana. Now, the Lord's Prayer is known by many across the globe, and in fact, it has become a bit of a cliche or just another platitude. In my house, we pray the Lord's Prayer with my children almost every day. And, and now the elder son can say it word for word, while the young girl can repeat it along as you say it together. And sometimes I look at them just saying it and sometimes laughing, and I wonder whether this is making any sense at all. But the more we pray it and the more I think about it, the more I see the reason why we should keep praying it often because it means a lot, because it matters. And so let's think about this. Here are four reasons why we need to pray the Lord's Prayer and particularly that phrase, Thy Kingdom Come, why it matters. Number one, in praying Thy Kingdom Come, we acknowledge that this world is not as it is supposed to be. We acknowledge that this world is not as it is supposed to be. You see, God created a perfect world. When you read the story of creation in Genesis chapter 1 and in chapter 2, we see how perfect the creation was. At the end of each creation day, we see how God says it was good, it was good, it was good. And in the end, after creating the man and the woman, it was very good. But then, Genesis chapter 3, the fall happened. Man rebelled. And everything that God had made that was good was mad with sin. The order that was there in the creation became disorder instead of harmony, chaos, instead of life, death, decay, and destruction. And we see this clearly evident in the world we live in today. I think of the kidnapping of innocent children for money. A female police officer has gone rogue on a killing spree. Diseases changing the way we live our lives. Theft of money by our leaders, money meant for drugs. Think of road accidents that could have been avoided, but because of bribery, people go on and lose their lives. Think of the breakdown of families leading to the disintegration of society today. You know, just turn on the news or listen to Ken's episode every Monday and you realize this is the reality. We are living in a world that is fallen. We are living in a world that is really not the way it's supposed to be. And it, it, it kind of needs to be reset to factory settings. And then we pray, look at this world, and we ask God, thy kingdom come. Number two, we acknowledge that this world is not all there is. Yes, the world is broken. We know it is not, it is, you know, it, the way it is, is not how it's supposed to be. But also, it is not all there is. You see, God has not left everything to, la to run its course on its own. Things are not the worst they could be because God in his providence restrains evil. He gives good things for the flourishing of society. 
Sometimes we look at the residue of good that still remains and many people get fooled and, and they think this is all there is and they want kind of to build their own kingdoms in this world. We look at the few things around and we think we can work our way through and create a perfect world that we can live in. We start making our own Bible projects here, working, working our way. In fact, not just to reach God, but even to become gods ourselves, to make our name for ourselves. And we are fooled to think this is all there is. You know, remember the words of the song, Heal the World, that, you know, um, was famous a few years back. Heal the world. Make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying. If we care enough for the living, make a better place for you and for me. And we get on that kind of thinking and we just want to, we think, you know, we want to improve things a bit. Yeah, 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 things are bad, but um, the reality, we, we think the, the thing is there are just a few rotten things. Uh, almost a majority really is good, and we just need to improve what is bad. And we can make good, we can make the best, we can live, have the best life now in this world. Brother, sister, this world is not all there is. We are citizens of heaven. We are otherworldly. So we don't settle for less. We don't settle for what we see in the here and now. We pray the kingdom come. We are in between two kingdoms. We are living in the world, but we are not of this world. There is a tension. We want to be with the Lord. So we pray the kingdom come. Because we recognize this is not all there is. Number three, we anticipate the good that God's kingdom brings. We anticipate the good that God's kingdom brings. You see, praying their kingdom come means that the coming of God's kingdom is good news for us, that it brings only that which is good. You see, in life generally, you cannot pray, you cannot ask. You only ask for that which is good, that which is for your benefit. And we've been given this prayer by our Lord Jesus himself, praying that thy kingdom come. Why? Because the coming of God's kingdom brings good. It means good for us. It brings good. Uh, number one, it, it mean, the good that it brings along is seeing God face to face. You see, when the fall happened, is that man was banished from the garden, and you and I, we haven't seen God face to face. But a time is coming, when the kingdom of God is fully actualized, when it is consummated, we shall see God face to face. You see what John the Revelator says, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. This is coming. This is a reality. And that's why we need to keep praying that kingdom come so that we can see him face to face, beholding him, dwelling with him, and him dwelling with us. Also, the good that will come, second good, is that we enjoy peace. We enjoy peace. You see, the world we are living in today is anything but peace. Peace is so evasive today. It's the treasure that everyone's seeking. And yet, with the coming of God's kingdom, there will be peace, everlasting peace, because He who is coming, inaugurating, and establishing the kingdom is the Prince of Peace. The third good that we'll see, it is joy and righteousness. Joy and righteousness. You see, in the world we're living in today, many people want only to think of that which is happy, you know, that which makes them happy, and they become so self-centered. But, you know what, children of God, people don't know joy, because joy is not a, a result of what you have. It is not a result of what you can get. 
joy comes from having this relationship with God restored. It comes from knowing our status who we are. Joy comes from having our sins being forgiven. Joy comes from us being counted as the children of God, being counted as the righteous of God. That is the true joy. And 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 John, the writer, um, Apostle John in First John says, actually, it is eternal life. Knowing, knowing that it is what gives us the joy. So friends, when the kingdom of God has actually fully realized, oh, what a joy it will be. What a joy it will be. And number four, the good is life, enjoying life to the fullest. You see, we lost that other fall. We live today and many people think they're enjoying life. You know, they are blowing, uh, you know, their money enjoying life. But the reality is they are just blowing their life away. Friends, the farther you live, you realize the more you get closer to your grave. Because this life is fleeting at the moment. This is just, we are all like mist, you know, passing mist. You know, I know some of you who live around Kikoyo and Limuru. During this time of July, you think the mist is never ending. You think, oh, this cold weather is never ending. In the morning, the evening, during the day, all you see is this mist, this gloom. But the reality is that mist is going away. In a few weeks' time, you will not remember it anymore. And our life is like that mist, is like that passing cloud. But you see, my friends, when the kingdom of God comes, there will be life to the full. Life to the full never ending millions and billions of years living enjoying it to the fullest in very very unimaginable ways so we pray thy kingdom come and the fourth way the fourth reason why we pray thy kingdom come is we anticipate the destruction of evil we anticipate the destruction of evil and, and again just building on the last point of anticipating good you see, the other thing is, when God's kingdom comes, all evil will be destroyed. Because bad, evil, darkness cannot dwell with good, cannot dwell with light. This world as it is, it is in the domain of darkness. It is under the prince of the power of the air. It is ruled by principalities and powers. It is evil through and through. God's kingdom is coming and the coming of God's kingdom means the breaking forth of light and the end of darkness. It means the reign of peace, justice and righteousness and the end of war, injustice and lawlessness. God's kingdom coming means the destruction of that ancient serpent and the destruction of the last enemy, which is death. We pray thy kingdom of God. We pray thy kingdom come because it will be the end of all evil. You see, for these four reasons, friends, we can pray thy kingdom come. But there's something more. Because they all seem to be future. They all seem to be something we are looking that is to come. But the reality is the kingdom of God is now. The reality of God is now. Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry in Mark chapter 1, verse 15, is that he says that um, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. The kingdom of God is now but also it is to come. The kingdom of God is now and not yet. It is both inaugurated and will be fully consummated. We don't just look at it as something that is so distant, so far away. But even right now, 
we who have put our trust, have put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the kingdom and the kingdom of God is advancing even right now. Like that small mustard seed, it is growing and growing and growing. The reality of the things we have said, the reality of the things we have seen can be experienced right now by all those who have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God is here. Yes, it has come, it's been integrated, but it will be fully consummated at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So now as believers, we are living in the kingdom of God. We who are in Christ are already a new creation and we are anticipating new creation to come. Yes, we are looking forward to a place, a world where there will be no war, but there will be peace. But even right now, we are enjoying peace with God. And even more than that, we are also on a mission. We are engaging in God's mission to the lost right now. Because how do other people get into the kingdom and also enjoy what is coming is by them trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ now who has died in their place. And for us, our place then is, our place then is to be in that mission, coming alongside God who has called us to be workers in the harvest field as many are being gathered in ready for the harvest. In the midst of this fallen, broken world, the way for us to pray is thy kingdom come. Because as we pray that, not only are we looking forward to the future, but also even right now, we see God working and his kingdom advancing. So let's make it a habit. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Let's keep praying together thy kingdom come, shall we? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Brisbane Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website, gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.